Welcome to Hello Easton PA. I'm your host, Mark Nutting. I'm the owner of Jiba Fitness, an author, business consultant, former actor, dancer, martial artist, superhero, musician, and I love to connect with others. This podcast is a way for me to share the stories of the people I meet in my adopted hometown of Easton, Pennsylvania. Hi, this is Mark Nutting, and today I'm with Nicholas Swingle, Andrew Bogley, and Dakota Wright. And these are founding members of the Swingle Family Foundation. Gentlemen, how are you today? Good, how are you? Good, 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 thanks. T tell me about the foundation. Um, so we just started back in January. Our goal is to bring um, housing for evicted LGBTQ youth to the area, as well as bring education and awareness to STDs and STI and where to get free testing. On top of, we have an end goal of opening up a community center in the Eastern area for the LGBTQ community. That's great. Tell me, how did you, how did you come about uh, doing this? It's a family, now it's a Swingle Family Foundation. So how many of the family are involved? Uh, so it's myself, my dad, my sister, and my husband, Andrew, yeah. that are family. And then Dakota is also on the board, as well as my dad's girlfriend, Stacy. Yeah, great. And... Uh, how did this call come about? Uh, conversation between me and my dad on, you know, where Easton fell in the LGBTQ area and where there was a gap that needed to be filled. And I said housing was a big issue from a lot of the people I've spoken to, to they know kids who don't have anywhere to live because their families didn't agree with their choices. Right. The, we had had a conversation, I guess it was a couple of months ago, actually, and uh, I believe you told me that this is not just a just a local thing either it's not just about easton uh what kind of range do you see gathering or, or helping youths from ultimately our goal would be uh all of new jersey and pennsylvania uh to start right now we're hitting the uh the Easton northampton area and the warren county area in new jersey so you you just started this all up uh the you are finding in the, I'm sure with any foundation, you're always gonna be looking for funding, but you've, you've found funding so far. I mean, you've, you've got some, do you have sponsors at this point or, uh, or uh, donors or, uh, how are you going about getting the foundation funded? Uh, so right now we have donors, um, family members have donated money. Uh, every pride event we go to, we put out donation buckets along with, we have custom coffee mugs pins, buttons. Um, we're starting to make like Yeti sized tumblers. Uh, and we, but we don't have any sponsors at this point. We're looking for them, just trying to find them. We yeah. also have a, an online merch store through a bonfire where we created some, a few different designs of t-shirts and hoodies and other apparel. Right. The, now if you have a website, I, I don't, and the website is uh, swindlefamilyfoundation.com. Uh, dot com at the moment. Yeah, uh, it's sffoundationinc.com. But I'm sorry, one more time. sffoundationinc.com. Great. We're working on a new one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I and and uh, with with the podcast as it comes out, I'll have your contact information and, and those that stuff there for people too. So you know, we don't have to rely just on this <laughs> right here. The how how do you go about identifying the use that you? that are, are in need. I mean, you know, it, it is a, obviously a, a demographic that 
is not, or it has a difficult time being public, you know, and reaching out. And so how do you find the, the youths that need it? So the, the first um, client that reached out to us was actually through a social worker in New Jersey. Their family had reached out to the social worker. The social worker reached out to me, and that's how um, I got in contact with them, and I've been helping them ever since. And then at this point, it's kind of just all referral and people word of mouth finding us online and stuff. Yeah. The social worker, is that something that you are making working toward making a more, more of a connection with the social workers, uh, as well as having the youths directly contact you. Yes. So, so my goal is to, to work both sides. So if, okay. if the youth need us, we have an anonymous contact form on our website. They can reach out or social workers, you know, usually tend to just reach out via email to me. Yeah. The five year goal of this, you guys just kicking off. So their, their dream has, the dream has to be big. Uh, tell me about the dream for the Swingle Family Foundation. Where would you like it to be in, say, five years? Um, my dream in five years for us is to have a community center, like a brick-and-mortar community center, opened up in Easton, as well as um, to own housing that we can put people in, like transitional housing and stuff like that. Yeah, great. Uh, so who does what in the, the crew here? You have a very large board of directors, um, where, you know, all, I mean, mostly family, but, but nonetheless, uh, how do you divide all the, uh, the things you need to do? So I have, um, I run the website along with my, the day-to-day -day operations. I'm the executive director. So everything that falls into like the day-to-day -day operations, that's my hat. Uh, Dakota handles most of our social media aspects of everything, um, Andrew is like our in-house writer for everything that needs to look professional. Uh, comes with the secretary position. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Andrew yeah. is the secretary of the board. Um, my father, Ron, he handles um, our grants. Uh, he's currently our treasurer. Yeah. So he handles all of that back end. And, and somebody had to step up and do that grant writing and, and all that stuff. And, and that's, that's, a, that's a challenge. That's all, you know, there are people who just do grant writing and... and uh, so there should be a college degree. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and Stacy, she helps out at events and whatnot. Yeah, good. And obviously, this is a Pride Month, and you guys are busy. Very busy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you were just saying before that we started this that uh, you were attending the uh, city council meeting last night. Yes. Tell me what happened. So. At our first um, public outing as a foundation, it was the um, February Eastern Business Association meeting, which I believe that's where we met you. I th yeah, yeah. Um, and we also had the chance to meet Councilwoman Taiba Sultana. Right. And she approached us and she was mentioning that um, she was working on an LGBTQ plus resolution, essentially to have Eastern recognize every, every June as Pride Month. And so, she drafted it. She consulted both Nick and Dakota earlier this month about it before she proposed it. Um, and then last night at the, at the uh, council meeting, she proposed it and it passed unanimously. Great. And, and this is, this is a uh, public, or it, it is a recognition for Easton that every June is Pride Month. Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, that's the gist of it. The gist of it, yeah. 
Okay, super. And I know Pride Month actually kicked off. We, we have a Pride flag that was raised uh, actually just before June. I think it was the day before or something. Yeah, it was, um, a, it was a good event. It had a lot of turnout. We ended up being there with Brad Scott and yeah. the rest of our board. And surprisingly, a good turnout for the first one. Yeah. Tell me about you guys. How long have you guys been together? Uh, How long have you been married? Uh, married four years. Uh, we've been dating 10 years. Yeah. It's kind of a half. And a half. <laughs> <laughs> but who's counting? Did the did you have personal experiences that have led you kind of here, you know, to to feeling the need for this? I mean, you're, it sounds like your dad is very accepting. He's you know a big part of this. Um, so did you ever feel like you were not as accepted? Um, I had family members in the past, and you know, friends that I grew up with that you know, once I came out, weren't accepting of it at all and basically got rid of me, said I was, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I had other friends that were completely accepting. So I, had, I saw both sides of the spectrum, but in my core group, I've always kind of felt accepted. There's never really been a time I haven't, but I knew the community needed help and I've been in the volunteering space my whole life, so. Yeah, yeah and we knew that if at any point in time we felt it, I'm sure there's a whole community that has felt it at some point in their life. Yeah. So, uh, what else? What else can you tell me about the foundation? What else do you? What do you need? I mean, besides money. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, yes. I mean, we know that you need money. How do you want that to happen? We're looking for donors. We're looking for sponsors. We're looking. Uh, and how do they go about all that? Um, so mainly we're looking for donors to help get our community center efforts off the ground. So we have um, online giving platforms where people can sign up to either donate once or monthly. We're, we're hoping we get some monthly donors to help kind of sustain all of our efforts. Um, sponsorship would be great. We have, um, we're looking for sponsors for all of our upcoming Pride events so we can put people's names on our banners and kind of afford to do more of this instead of it being all out of pocket. Right, sure. The, the community center is your first venture. The housing is the second. Is that, is that the order? That's kind of how we're looking at it. We know that doing housing is going to be a very expensive goal and mm -hmm. a lot of maintenance to uh, do it. Um, so having a community center would be bring a safe place to Easton sooner for the, the LGBTQ community versus waiting until we can afford housing. And if we can get the right space, we can, like if it's multi-floors, we can use the first floor as a community center, as a testing center. Um, as a place to hold seminars and other educational ventures, but we can use the second or third floors as housing, as like two, three, four bedrooms if needed. Sure. Yeah, so tell me more about the community center. What what you were you were saying, lectures, uh, uh, educational things. Um, but what do you what do you see as being the activities that the community center will be predominantly hosting? Um, game nights. Um, just like an open open time for like kids to get together, anyone in the community to get together and just feel accepted. Um, probably like we want to be able to offer STD STI testing in house right. mm -hmm. um, because when when you look at it, it's few and far between to be able to get testing. And if you don't have a car or reliable transportation you might not be able to make it to testing appointments at other clinics. So I'd like to bring that to Easton yeah. and offer it where it's also free. So Right. Let's make a shift for a second. 
this this is really the focus. I and I this I want to keep the focus here, but let's get talk about you guys a little bit more. We talked, you know, you've been together for ten and a half years. <laughs> uh, and uh, but I mean, you also this is not your only business too. You have another business going on. Yes, so we own the three of us collectively own Studio DNA LLC. Um, Studio DNA LLC. Yep. DNA being just just what it says, or is, does it have more meaning? Uh, Dakota, Nick, and Andrew. Oh, there you go. Yep. Yeah. So um, we we opened up, we reopened back in October. Um, after our kind of pandemic shutdown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we originally opened it back in 2017 with my mother-in-law, his mom, Darcy, DNA. And so yes. then when COVID kind of killed the, all the businesses, um, we decided that, hey, we sold the booth. Why not try to use it as things are reopening and people are getting together more often? And so at that point, we had Dakota living with us and we were just like, hey, do you want to do this with us? And now we didn't have to do a name change. Right. I was going to say another D name. <laughs> Perfect. You slid right in there. Yep. Uh, the, I, you mentioned the booth. So what is what are the, the services of the DNA? So we have a five foot tall by three foot wide mirror me photo booth. So it's a giant interactive touch screen yeah. um, as well as I'm a photographer, so I can shoot weddings and all that stuff. I'm also an officiant, so I can marry people. So we can do from start to finish of your event. There, there other you than go. the DJ, we're and you got witnesses, and and yeah. you're <laughs> kind of all yeah. Other than the DJ, and you get Brad. You know, yep. you just bring Brad on. Uh, that, that's great. Let's, uh, going back to the foundation, because that's really you know where you know it, with Pride Month, that's where we want this to be really focused on. Um, so back to the foundation. What else have we not mentioned? Um, we briefly touched on testing, but I have uh, some statistics I wanted to share. There you go. He's, he's got his portfolio opening up now. And um, yeah, because I was on a call this morning with my employer because they selected us for their Pride Month fundraiser. And so today's um, the corporate flag raising, and I was able to, since I wasn't able to logistically be there, I was able to be on a Teams call with everyone and potentially another interview and like just mm -hmm. give a spiel about the uh, the foundation and whatnot and so the same statistics I wanted to share because it went over really well with them um just showing the need of um all the testing and whatnot sure um so back in February Lehigh Valley News published a study it was the Lehigh Valley LGBT uh, Pennsylvania LGBT health needs assessment um there were about 20 or 4,200 responses and 300 of them came from the Lehigh Valley. And 33% of respondents from the Lehigh Valley have never been tested for HIV. 24% of them have at least one risk factor for HIV. Uh, almost 3% have been diagnosed with HIV and less than one in 40 of them have are currently on PrEP, which is a HIV prevention drug. Um, mm -hmm. And then in a separate study that Lehigh Valley Live published um, from, in, from there's a CDC uh, study and Lehigh Valley combined Allentown, Bethlehem, Eastern area actually ranks 79th in the nation of the highest uh, STD and HIV. 79th in the nation for um, 
cities were, were for, you were saying I'm sorry I missed no the, you're good the demographic there or just the uh, I'm sorry the area you're covering yeah it said combined Allentown Bethlehem Eastern area ranks 79th in the nation according to interbody.com dot com um, so being the highest we're within, we're within the top 100 of the highest municipalities and localities that have the prevalence wow, of that's a little scary. SCDs and STIs and HIV. Um, so yeah, that just really exemplifies like what like that we need more access to free STD and STI testing and more education about it, so people know, hey, oh, this doesn't feel right. Maybe I should go get tested. And yep. there should be areas that it's also kind of because we're also um we've been working with Novus Medical Centers or medical services, yep. um, and they have. I think the local branch is Bethlehem, but from there it's Stroudsburg or closer down to Philly. Um, so not and, a lot of local. And then if you get to New Jersey and Warren County, there's Planned Parenthood in Washington, which is about a half hour from Easton, but they only have like they have sporadic hours. So it's very in this area, especially with how populous it's become, there's still a lack of testing. That's lack of regular, regularly scheduled testing. Right. Saying, you know, it, with, with your idea of having the free testing at your community center, uh, what does it take to be able to do that? I'm sure the logistics are quite something. Uh, so I'm still in the process of learning everything that's going to come with that. Um, I know there are companies like Novus who has a mobile testing clinic who I can work with to set up you know, certain days where they can come out. Mm -hmm. um, more in-depth on that, I'm not sure yet. We're still, it is a very deep topic to sure. figure out. Well, yeah. we can, yeah. our goal at the moment is we're going to try to model after like Bradbury Sullivan Center in Allentown or other um, LGBT community centers to kind of like gather what we can do, like take the strengths and learn from the weaknesses and whatnot. Because we know... Bradbury Sullivan has, um, I think, a representative from Lehigh Valley Health Network come in and do testing. So to start, that's probably what we'll do. We'll have St. Luke's or Lehigh Valley come in. Right. Um, and, and, so, and again, the idea is also not just to have somebody come in and not just to have it testing, but to have scheduled testing so you it's predictable and people can come and show up and, and you know, get it done. You know, you were mentioning the place that wasn't open very often yeah, yeah. Uh, or sporadic hours. And you know, so to create that predictable opportunity, yes. correct? Yeah. Um, what other challenges? I mean, you have a, a, a ton of challenges, but you know, I, I want to get into. <laughs> Nick, Nick <laughs> drops his head uh, and going, "Oi, let me let me get in." Uh, there are a lot of challenges. Uh, I mean, financial challenges is one of those. I mean, obviously, the testing, you know, working the logistics of that is is something. What are some of the other um, uh, challenges that you have, and what are what are some of the things that you can you could use some help on? You know, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, the more hands in there helping you, the better. So, I mean, how can the community help you? Besides, if it's not a donation, how how else can they help? Um, definitely, would say you know, donations are number one thing, but um, just reaching out if you have that need or if you know people with that need helps us versus 
us just sitting here and waiting for people to get to us. Right. You know, um, other ways, you know, come out and support at Pride events. That, that's a big thing that gives us, that shows us that the community, not just the LGBTQ community, but the community at large is there mm -hmm. as a backer. Um, so how does, how does uh, the community, or the, the, you know, Easton in general, let's just go with Easton, um, how do they find out about all the Pride events? Is there a best place to look at for that? Um, things are generally posted online, like if you just do a Google search, but we do have the Pride events we're attending listed yeah. on our website and on our Facebook. Okay. Yeah, because I was going to say, I mean, I, I see, you know, I'm, I'm on Facebook a fair amount because of my business, and, and the I, I see a Pride event here, a Pride event there, which you know, is great, but you know, there's not like a central listing, you know, where you can sit there and, and go, okay, I can plan to be here and here, I can make these dates, whatever that is. Uh, I always, it's always one of those things, like there are a lot of organizations, you know, uh, doing the same thing, but not con connected, you know? Oh. So really trying to, you know, the more unified, the better, you know, to get the word out. I mean, it's like, again, you guys, the more you get more, uh, organizations you can partner with, the better. And, yep. Which is another, you know, obviously another thing for the listeners is if you have a, know of or are part of a, uh, an organization that would be willing to partner with the Swingle Family Foundation, uh, please get in touch with them. For sure. We're always looking for people that, you know, have been in the industry longer than I have. I, you know, I've been doing nonprofit work for six months, so I'm, I'm still, Not every, every day yeah. I learn something new. Right, sure. Yeah, we've made good connections so far with um, with Novus, with um, Eastern PA Trans Equity Project, run by Corinne Goodwin, um, Valley Youth House, which we're working with when it comes to assisting folks with housing. Mm -hmm. um, who else are we working with? Bradbury Sullivan, we've been chatting with. Um, the Project Silk of Valentine. Project Silk, which is, I believe, part of Valley Youth House. Yes. So there's a few local organizations we're working with to kind of learn the ropes and be able to work with them. And another goal with our housing is we want to kind of like be a unifier and like build that network. Mm -hmm. And on our website, we're working on building out a resource list of all the housing, of all the testing in the area. Great. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, I mean, actually, that, that's a, a great idea to be, you know, if you guys can become the hub of that information. I mean, you know, you, you're talking about uh, the educational aspect of it, but to be the resource just of, you know, if if we can't do this, here are other organizations maybe closer to you, maybe maybe offering services we don't offer, but, you know, you know, if you could be the one-stop shop as, as far as information, that would be probably beneficial in a lot of ways, beneficial to the community, beneficial for um, you, the foundation, because, you know, then you'll get, people will end up coming to you first. That, that's been my goal with the website. Um, me and Dakota worked tirelessly to find all of the um, testing centers in the area, not just here, but uh, so we did Northampton County, Bucks County, just spread it out. Just Lehigh so County, Warren, Hunterdon, yeah, Somerset, giant list Sussex. of yeah. testing facilities. So that way it's there, but there's no, if you Google STD, STI testing, you're going to get all the big pharma companies out there. Oh, try our drug. You're not going to get a, a list of testing centers. So right. that's my goal is to be that list. And yeah, good, great. Um, 
What else, what else? We were talking about the challenges you have uh, as an organization. Uh, is there, are there other, any other things that you, I mean, it's like getting back to your dad writing the grant, you know, writing the grants. I mean, you're, but you would, you would happily take another grant writer if somebody wanted to come in and help. Yes. Anybody who wants to help is more than willing to sign yeah. up for that. Yeah. yeah uh, with, with Nick being the executive director and um, pretty much four, six, so two-thirds of the, uh, the board having full-time jobs at the moment, it, a lot of it does fall on him. So anyone in the community that has nonprofit experience that can reach out to him is like, hey, do you need help with this? Or, hey, what can I do? I'm sure Nick would be glad to, hey, can you do this for me? Hey, can you assist me with that? You know, what's, just, your, what's your opinion on how I can go about this? Um, and I was just thinking about um, SCORE. Have you guys talked to SCORE? Yes. So we actually used um, SCORE for our business uh, when we first launched the photo booth company again. Um, but I am going to now reach back out to them. Now that you've brought it back into my mind, reach back out to them. for. I was going to uh, say they must have some, some people that uh, can coach you on the, the nonprofit aspect. I'll send them an email. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah. So I, that's just thinking about what other ways to have, you can receive help. And, and that's a great free way to, you know, get some business coaching. Sure. Uh, what have we missed? What have we not talked about that, you know, will help inform the community and or help you guys uh, make life easier for you, you know, and getting, getting the, what you want done, done. I, I guess one of the easiest ways would be, you know, get our name out there, help like follow us on Facebook, share our information, um, share our posts. We are on pretty much all of the social media platforms out mm -hmm. there. Um, yeah. With us being in the infancy stage of our organization, any exposure is good for us. Um, we're trying to make a present we're trying to make it to all the pride events we can go to mm -hmm. um we're trying to build our social media following because that's a huge part with how much social media is prevalent in our society today sure um yeah well and i'll, and I'll get all that information from you all your social media stuff uh and I'll, I'll post that with the with the interview uh so that'll be there Anything else at all? Oh, a statistic I did, another one I wanted to share. Um, I'm related to housing. If um, back with the LGBT health needs assessment study or survey um, of the from the 300 responses from Lehigh Valley, 20% uh, of respondees have experienced homelessness. So, yeah. and LGBTQ folks experience homelessness at a higher rate because of the non-acceptance in the in our society. Yeah. So that just also shows the need for accessible and free transitional housing. Well, I think I think you guys are doing a great service here. And I wish you all the luck with that. And I'll I'll do whatever I can to help you guys out too, getting the word out. Awesome. Thank um, you. And thank you for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having yeah, us. Yes, yeah, definitely a, an awesome experience. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We'll get this out there. Thank you again. Thanks for listening to Hello Easton PA. This is Mark Nutting, hoping that you'll stop by again to find out more about your fellow Estonians. Have a great day.